Pulse from Equine Connection, the Academy of Equine Assisted Learning. Hi, I'm Carrie. I'm Carolyn. And I'm Carson. Welcome to our podcast. You will be listening to some of our best moments of helping people to live their best lives and all while, get this, working with horses. We will be your hosts and have tons of guests along the way. Subscribe today and happy listening. Welcome back to what's right in business in the world in COVID. What's right? What is right? <laughs> and specifically women in business. And again, how COVID changed the world in a blink of an eye, but how so many business women took it and instead of saying, hey, this is my sign to quit, took it and changed it so it was still very successful for sticking in all the COVID rules, yes. but creating something different that maybe wouldn't have existed because of COVID. So it's it's very exciting. And you men out there too, please tune in and watch us as well, because these are business ideas and business tips that can mm -hmm. help in any industry. So don't just think because it's a woman, you don't yeah, you don't want to listen. You want to listen. And guys, if you have a story to tell too, send us. us a message because we would love to maybe have you fellas on at some point as well for life. So make sure you let us know that you're interested in doing that piece as well because we'd love to hear from the fellas more. We need more of you fellas, more testosterone and this stuff. CC wee wee. It's different. So before we introduce our lovely guest for today. We'll introduce ourselves. So my name is Carolyn Charles. I'm the Director of Sales and Marketing, as well as an instructor and facilitator for the Equine Connection, the Academy of Equine Assisted Learning, Inc. Hi, my name is Carrie Fulmeck. I am the founder of the Equine Connection, long name, plus master instructor, helping people just like you globally around the world to do what it is that you absolutely love, to be filled with that purpose of your calling and your destiny. And that is helping another human being to be able to move forward. That That is the biggest purpose for all of us, except for ours is with horses. So we work with horses in a completely different way where we actually partner with them, where the human actually discovers all of those answers to maybe some of the problems that are happening in their lives. How is it that they move forward through loss and pain and addictions and all of those things that so many of us human beings go through. So it truly is a stunning, stunning business to wake up every morning and say, I can't believe that yes. this is what we get to do for a living. Horses, humans, purpose, destination, journey, love it all. Pretty much best job ever. Yeah. So uh, we'll give a quick shout out here. Kat from Wiley, Texas, which Yay. is a very cool name. Wiley Coyote popped into my oh. head immediately off of that one. <laughs> Pam from Kawartha Lakes, Ontario. Ooh, welcome, welcome. And Christina from Toledo, Ohio. I Toledo, I like that. Holy name. Toledo. Exactly. Welcome, Christina. <laughs> so excited to have you. So without further ado, let's get into our guest for today, who is like this is the queen oh. of go big or go home, is what she is. Really? <laughs> Seriously, and young. Like mm -hmm. she started so young being an entrepreneur and just persevered through everything because no matter what don't kid yourself every human on this earth who is wanting to be self-employed and be an entrepreneur goes through hell and back and hell and back and we just keep digging holes and tunnels and making bridges so that we can continually make it work that's exactly right so i'm going to read again because i want to do her bio justice here because she is such a cool chick so we're going to be speaking with emily bertrand today from the 
Royale, Equestrian, bless you. Thank you. In Ottawa. In Ottawa, which we love her facility. Well, her. And, and her Ottawa. facility yeah. and all of her people. <laughs> so Emily has had a passion for horses from a very young age. Her mother, Donna, always thought. See, we did learn about somebody's mother. See how that came <laughs> out? Her mother, Dawn, always thought that it was just a phase, but she never quite seemed to grow out of it. Growing up poor, Emily had to learn to work very hard if she wanted to be around horses and ride. She would learn the names of well, she would learn the names of Tack from reading catalogs, take out every horse book there was from the local library, and make the most out of every opportunity she got to be around horses or to ride. When she was 10 years old, she would go to her aunt's stable and would do chores and ride as often she was, as she was allowed to. At 12, she started volunteering at the local trade ride, trail riding stable, and by 16, she was helping to run it. That doesn't shock me even a little bit. Not even one no, iota. Not even a little. From there, she went on to groom and ride hunters and jumpers, teaching riding lessons, riding anything she could, and working hard to work through high school so she could afford to board her first horse that she, that she purchased herself. And eventually, she went on to study dressage and completed successfully up to the CCI star star. I don't know what that means. We'll clarify that afterwards. Yes. In eventing. <laughs> in 2007, at 23 years old, she started the Royal Equestrian Center at a 25-acre farm located right in the city. With some help from her family, they took the old dilapidated, run-down farm and turned it into a Equestrian Center that has become a true social enterprise. And it is. It is stunning as well. A farm that is now a staple in her local community that has given seen that has seen and given thousands of people the opportunity to learn about horses and to ride. Fast forward 13 years later, she is now starting a second location with her cousin Cody and longtime clients of the Calder family. The second farm also is a prime suburban spot in Ottawa and is also gorgeous. And the work they have done oh, on this place. Love that Holy. place too. Yeah, the farm has been named the Royale Ranch and is set to open June 2021, where they will be offering riding lessons, boarding, and EAL programs. So Yay! I'm not sure if you guys can tell from that, but Emily's a go-getter. <laughs> <laughs> that is an understatement. Yes. So welcome, Emily. Yay. So great to see your beautiful face. Thank you. You know, I don't know if I've ever seen you indoors before. No. <laughs> Every time we've always been together, we've been outside doing going to see a horse or doing something like that. I don't think I've seen you inside. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, our entire class pretty much was outside this summer. Yeah, yeah. yes, absolutely. So what is CCI? Uh, it's two-star in eventing. It's just a classification for um, the FBI. Oh, okay. okay. So you did read it right now. I did, but you know what's funny is I look at the little stars and then I look to the bottom of the page because I expected it to tell me. A note. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope. no, just read it wrong, Carolyn. That's how it goes. So welcome, welcome. <laughs> too, too funny. So welcome, Lauren. We're so happy to have you. And, you know, you are one of the first people that we thought of with all of this because you really have busted through any walls that have come in your way and done amazing things with even how you've gotten your property running, how you've gotten your courses going, getting a second property. Like we're, you're impressively. And staying in that COVID you rules, mm. like you've done everything exactly by what the world, the law, the provinces have said. And that ex is extraordinarily fantastic to still be able to be with horses even if you're riding lessons, but stay in those means. So really a huge, huge kudo congrats to you because I know a lot of people can't do it that way. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's hard. I mean, it doesn't come without its massive challenges, but you know, when you're presented with a challenge, you got to find a way around it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Which is, you know, sounds so easy to say, but it's not always that easy to find the different ways to get around these things. So maybe Emily, why don't you tell us all, first of all, how your business was rolling before those specifics to what it is that you do. And then when the blink of the eye world change event COVID happened, what did you do to make those changes so that you still had a successful business? Yeah. So, I mean, at first, when we first heard about COVID, you kind of think, oh, well, it's not really going to come to Canada or it's not going to affect us. And everything shut down. So that was pretty scary. So prior to COVID, our, so that happened, COVID kind of hit us mid-March, uh, right around prior to that, we had already filled up our summer camp for summer, for this past summer um our march break camp was full we were already getting ready like we had riding lessons that had started for our spring semester because we do our lessons in semester blocks um and we like we were packed we were full we had a waiting list so then for covid to hit and everything shut down is a little scary when it's you know the winter is hard here because it's so cold so not quite as many people ride um so we really rely on our income, you know, seasonally, spring through the fall. So knowing that, you know, spring is just starting and it's coming to a halt is kind of scary when you're counting on that income. Um, so we had we ran one day of summer camp and then had to cancel it. And and it was quite a challenge. We were shut down for a good two two and a half months. So we didn't have anything going, uh, no lessons, and then we fully started up with private lessons, and now just this fall, uh, we're back to group lessons and everything full swing, but with protocols in place. Uh, we're just as busy as we always have been. Right now, I'd say we're probably at about 250 students, um, but they're more spread out. So, like, we start during the week, we start at about 9 a.m., 8.30, 9 a.m. is our first lesson. And we run right through to 10 p.m. So we have a lot more private lessons, uh, wow. but have our groups too. So it's it, it's really busy, um, but in a good way. And people are pretty respectful of the rules for the most part. We are always constantly having to remind clients and staff and volunteers, but it, it is going well. Yeah. Wow. That is such a huge number. How many um coaches i guess you would say do you need in order to have those kind of numbers rolling on a regular basis for you uh so we have about 14 coaches um but a lot of them are yeah we we do have a we've got two that are pretty close they're pretty well full-time um but the rest are all part-time oh wow wow that's still absolutely phenomenal the managing of that <laughs> just like astonishes me right yes like, to make it all work and as well as you do that would take a ton of work and like oversight at all times and having trusted people with you right that you can depend on and would you require probably like some software systems to help you with calendars and who's doing what because there is so many big numbers 
there's three of us that do the scheduling and emails and and honestly three of us isn't enough but we we make do we we have a program able buzz uh so it, it's an entire platform that does payment processing invoicing, uh booking lessons everything so everybody on our team has to use it um, so if they want to know their schedule and who they're teaching, they got to go into stable buzz because we're too big now at this point to just say, Hey, you're, you're teaching these hours this week or, you know, even if lessons are canceled, we just expect the coaches now to go in and they just have to check it every day so they can see their schedules or any changes or horse changes. Um, it's just that way everything's in one place and it's a lot easier to keep everything clear. And I think right. I'm happy with it. We only started using it, uh, this summer um but it is making things a lot easier and they are appreciating paying by credit card so we have the it's the self-booking link so we send them the link and then they just register right on the spot pay their credit card or they can send an e-transfer and it just makes everything so much easier for us i love that in business alone i think it's so smart like those are to me already successful tips to help other people is buying a software system that works for the business so you don't have to keep Mm -hmm. looking over things and and that kind of manages the people that are working with you but having a pay now that to me is got to be one of the greatest inventions in business and I see a lot of self-employed um, entrepreneurs where on their website they don't have an immediate like purchase now or yeah. or register now or do something now because you really have to as people are searching and if that's what connects with them you got to have that button because that's what keeps us being successful and having that income coming because we need income in order to survive. Well, and when you're in the moment and you want to buy, that's perfect. Yeah. Because right? if you, I don't know about you guys, but if I give myself five minutes in between something, it could be two weeks. Yeah. I get back to it again. Right. That's true. Yeah. You want it right there. Same thing. Um, it's hard for us to do. We can only do the pay now for like immediately right from the website for camps, which obviously we don't have up right now. Um, and for like intro programs, but anything beyond that, we do need them to contact us and then we send them the link that we create um, because it's still, it's too hard with lesson scheduling to just say, here's the spot sign up you want. And even for the EAL, we'll do it after we talk to them, but we can't do it right from the website because it's just, there's so many components that go into the scheduling. It's it's such a huge undertaking that, you know, we have to talk to them, figure out what their needs are, if they're riding, what level are they at, who's what coach, or is there gonna be a suitable horse for them and so on. Um, but once we have those initial conversations and we send them to link, the link to book, which is making things a bit easier, I would love to streamline the process even more. Uh, so we're playing around with a few ideas for spring about um you know having tryouts and things like that so we do trial lessons but maybe having a whole weekend that's dedicated to actual tryouts for people that know how to ride uh that want to join us so then you know we can say you're this level and maybe we can come up with some kind of self-booking for that but it's it's definitely it's it's a lot um to try and streamline that process it's hard but having the software has really helped us a lot for sure nice so what were some of the major things? Because of course you are, you are mainly- I can't hear you. Oh, you can't hear it? Interesting. Can you hear now? No. Um, how about now? If anybody's watching, if you can hear it, can you comment, please? Well, that's just know. not good. 
How would the sound just go? Why does technology happen like this? I, I will never understand. Never, ever. And I can't really refresh the page. No, you can't because then Cause Emily can't. will go. Oh. Emily is very amazing for the fact I've seen her in action with horses and because our business is working with horses completely different and actually hearing and understanding what it is that they're actually saying she is so gifted because okay. of uh, well I'm happy you guys can hear me because I can't hear anything at all I have a weird buzzing from my end um, so what did we do differently when COVID hit? Well, first thing is we went, oh crap, uh, we're going to be shut down and we don't know for how long. Um, and so we started looking at expenses. So we figured, okay, what can we cut, uh, right from the get go? And we got pretty creative with that. Um, without, of course, putting the horses at risk, you know, um, I contacted the feed company to see if they would want to sponsor feed for us. So Blue Seal actually sponsored 80 bags of grain, uh, which was awesome. So that that kind of carried us through for about a month, uh, maybe about five weeks. Uh, we cut all our staff. Unfortunately, that was the hardest part. We had to lay everybody off. Um, what was amazing though, is a lot of our staff kept working anyways. Um, so it was, yeah, it was very heartwarming and, uh, a lot of our teenagers that were in school now, they're not in school. They need something to do. They can't leave their house. There's no school. Uh, so they came and helped and worked at the barn. So we did what was called like our COVID team. So we had like a team A and team B that way if someone from team A got sick, um, it wouldn't infect team B and so on. So they would alternate days. Team A would work Monday, team B would work Tuesday and, and so on. And it worked out really well. And, and in exchange, they got to ride the horses cause we had to keep them fit anyways. Um, and then as we kept going the following month, we leased a few of the horses to clients that we trusted. Uh, so they were given a time slot to ride. They were able to come and ride that horse three days a week. So that has helped us kind of cover that horse's expenses. Um, but also, you know, kept them exercised because we have about 40 horses here. And even with our COVID teams, that's not enough to keep the horses exercised. So uh that helped us quite a bit and then we did a horse sponsorship program so a lot of our riders really missed the horses um so for two months we ran this horse sponsorship it was 150 dollars a month and with it they got regular text updates and pictures of their favorite horse um we would send them cute little videos and we would do a like free jumping or lunging or we would do a little test like, you know, we'd have an apple and a banana and see what they would like and not like. Um, and uh, then at the end of it, they, when things went back to normal, they got to have a riding lesson and visit with their horse in the summer. Um, so we did a lot of different things. Now, for now, what we're doing, of course, masks are mandatory for everybody. Uh, parents aren't allowed to spectate if the riding lesson is, is in the indoor arena, if it's outside, one parent, no siblings, that kind of thing. Everything has to get wiped down and disinfected. Uh, most of our students are not allowed to tack up their horses, which is a huge pain, um, but we're managing. We have some good volunteers and staff. Uh, the more experienced ones are the ones that we know are cleaning the tack and can do everything on their own. Saddle pad and grooming kits. Um, 
but for the most part, I'd say 70% of our lessons staff are doing it or volunteers to make sure that it's just getting done properly. We're limiting traffic in the barn. So we have two barns here at this farm and um, the one barn, no one's allowed to go in unless it's staff. And then the arena, you know, the clients can go in. We built three more outdoor uh, cross ties. So like outdoor grooming stalls. Um, and we also built an outdoor round pen just so that through the summer we can do a lot of outdoor lessons, which we did. We did a lot of them. Most of them were all private or semi-private if they were um, like siblings from the same household, that kind of thing. Only this end of August, beginning of September, did we start actually doing real group lessons where it wasn't people from, you know, the same household, but the groups have to stay the same. We aren't mixing them up um, and we're very careful with our numbers. It's hard, but people are respectful. So it's working and everything gets wiped down before and after every ride. And um, it's it's a kind of a big production. So it's a lot more work than it ever was before. We can't do the big group stuff like we used to do. Um, so a group is a maximum of five students. Um, we used to have a, a different system before where we would have 12 students, but it would be over an hour and a half period with two coaches. Um, that's just for our intro programs. Our more experienced riders, of course, didn't do that, but now we can't run those. Um, so some of our lessons are a little bit shorter. So instead of our intro program being an hour and a half, it's now, you know, 55 minutes and um, that's working. Less kids, but it, it's still working and people are grateful to be able to ride. Um, they really, really need the horses right now. So it's, it's been huge for us. So true. So true. And more than ever. I wish someone... I could hear you. I can't hear anything. I know. I know. <laughs> so sad. But uh, Carolyn's going to send you another message. But in the interim, yes, horses definitely help so many of us during this terrible time. Sometimes, of course, COVID has been very good for some of us, but lots of us, it hasn't been so good for us. So it's really nice that we have our horses in our lives. So we're gonna send Emily the next question now. <laughs> there we go. Oh, hide that one. There we go. Okay, so three tips I can give to other businesses to help them move forward. Um, you definitely have to be ready to get creative. The way you used to do things is not the way you're gonna be able to do things now. Um, and I, I found a lot of luck looking at other industries. You know, I, I don't so much look at the other horse farms or lesson barns in the area. Um, I'm always looking at other industries and what is it that they're doing that maybe we can pull from to grab some, you know, I find it a lot of inspiration in that um, because how can we take something that's working maybe for another sport organization or something else and, and take it to this industry with the horses. I found that the most useful um, because I find a lot of people, especially in the horse industry, they kind of do things a certain way and it's always the same way. And while not everyone does, most, pretty much everyone, and a lot of my friends own horse farms and you know I talk to them quite a bit, but everybody does things the way they used to always do it. And, and they kind of just think there's there really isn't. Um, so I look a lot at, you know, youth sports and um, programs and other organizations. And I, I listen to different podcasts, uh, business podcasts, sometimes even e-commerce stuff, even though that doesn't apply to us specifically. Um, I find a lot of inspiration from that and it helps us be a little more creative and think outside the box. 
Um, what else? You got to talk to your team. I'd say having good conversation and always soliciting feedback from your team because they're the ones working directly with the clients. Um, I tell everybody I want to know about all the mistakes and problems and I, I never get upset about them because I see them as an opportunity to grow and learn. Um, not every customer is always right. So let's face it. I, you know, I'm not going to be a pushover and say, okay, well, so-and-so is complaining about this, but maybe they're so off in left field and just truly don't understand. Um, you know, it's not about caving, but at the same time, you do have to consider the feedback you are getting. Uh, from your team and from your clients very seriously. So we do always take it really seriously. The odd time there's, you know, that one person who just truly doesn't get it and you kind of have to move on. But for the most part, a lot of the feedback that you get is very helpful. We do surveys. Uh, we survey our team and we survey our clients. Um, I find that helps give us a little bit of insight as to you know, maybe what we could do or what they're thinking. Um, I find the creative side typically comes more from our team though than it does for our clients because they don't really know what they want. Whereas our team is, you know, they're in there and they're teaching or they're offering the sessions and they're the ones that, you know, kind of see it from both ends. So they, they understand the business side of it, but they also understand the client's needs. Um, and then sometimes, you know, they'll throw something out there. Maybe it's not feasible, but if we talk about it together, often that'll lead us to something else uh, that we could implement and could do. So no ideas are bad ideas. We just have to explore them. Um, and oftentimes, you know, that one idea that maybe somebody had will transform into something else that is viable, that works. Uh, so that's, that's a big one is having that open dialogue. Um, and to move forward, I think a social media presence is important, you know, making sure that you're out there. I, I wish I had more time for it, but producing educational content is really important. Um, anything you can do to help give back. So if you go into it thinking, what can I do to help my clients or the people around me? What is it that they would like to learn? Uh, it has to be, it can't be your own personal agenda. You know, if you have this agenda and you say, okay, well, I want to put this out because I want to sell this or that, or I'm doing this because I want this result. It's never going to be as effective as if it's just truly genuine um, that you're just there to share with them. You know, you just want to bring value and, and think about the other people. So instead of worrying so much about your competition or wanting to gain something from doing something, why not just come to it with the perspective of let me provide some value. That's, that's wow. kind of my, my big thing. And that's how I always approach it. So I never consider myself in competition with anybody ever. Uh, and I think that's done really well for us, you know, over the past 13 years. We're in sure. it for the long haul. It's kind of more the long game instead of the short game. Oh, I love that. And that's such value. What you just said is so different from even some of our other um, guests that we've had on. And this is why it makes it so exciting that you listen each week because each of these beautiful entrepreneurs brings such wonderful advice to everything that they're doing in business that can apply to any of your businesses. And why are you laughing? Because she can't hear us. I just think it's I funny. know, I know. We're so sad. Okay, we'll, we'll throw out this question for you as well. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me, I'm very active on Facebook, so you can look me up personally, Emily Bertrand. Uh, my profile picture is 
me on a chestnut horse. Um, or there's Royale Equestrian Center. We have our Facebook page. And then we have the Royal Ranch Facebook page. I'm on Instagram. Uh, Emily underscore Royale for my personal one. Royale Equestrian Center or uh, Royale Ranch. And uh, I'm on TikTok, too, because TikTok is the big latest thing. So TikTok uh, is fun. I should do a lot more. I probably should do, you know, two or three videos a day. I may, I do one whenever I think of it. Uh, I'll tell you a, a funny story about it. So we have a, a pony that got a terrible abscess. It was, it was horrible. The worst I'd ever seen. I think the worst, yeah, that our vet ever seen too. So I took a video of it. It's absolutely disgusting as you see it pouring out. Yeah. And it's it went viral and it's at like 1.4 million views. What? So, so TikTok is interesting. It's like the dark side of is a pimple popping side of TikTok. But I think there's some value in TikTok. Uh, so I'm trying to get into that as well. But for us, Facebook still does really well. If I spend money on advertising, it's going to be on Facebook. But that's that's a side note. So I'm on TikTok as well. It's uh, Emily underscore Royale Equestrian, I believe. Um, but I'm, I'm here if anybody ever has any questions. And, and you know, everybody out there who can hear us all still, this is the greatest thing is to follow successful entrepreneurs. Because no matter what, when it comes to sharing and paying it forward, just like Emily has said, this is the crew you want to be a part of. doesn't matter if you're literally in the same industry. has nothing to do with it. It is following successful people to help you to get to where it is that you want to go to. So thank you so much, Emily. I know you can't hear me, but I do thank you for everything because it is just such great advice you've given to everybody today. Carolyn is typing again to help Emily to understand what it is that we are actually saying in words. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> I can't wait to hear what you guys have had to say. This is crazy. I don't know what is happening with this. So um, thank you so much, Emily, for joining us. We really appreciate it. We'll put the links to all of Emily's social media stuff in there as well so you guys can get in touch with her if you'd like. I love we've got a few other comments. People loving stuff. Very good. Penny, too, she said so good. It is so good. And especially about that giving back with social media, oh, too. That's I really love that. Important. And I'm sorry, I forgot to tell one more thing, especially when it comes to you, Emily. Because we work with horses in our traveling as well, like we have worked with horses globally. And of course, horses only speak the same language around the world. And the number one thing horses need to feel is safe. So of course, I go out and I'm, tr I'm training with Emily, or Emily's training with us because she's also certified in equine assisted learning too. But the best part was what I saw and how she communicates with horses. Because that's the biggest thing we try to help certify people understand is how horses are communicating their physical and emotional pieces to everything that they say and do. Gifted. This woman just, no, she doesn't know the horse either because it's the same idea. This horse follows her anywhere and it's not just one horse it's all horses because of her beautiful gift and connection with horses so, so it was beautiful to watch emily in action with the horse on the ground not just riding a horse but actually being connected, connected to that horse so yes. thank you again as well for that okay but then the week after we have another amazing guest which is actually cool because she's newer in the business area 
but she is really like moving from New York. Forward. From New York, yeah. New York. I don't think that's the proper accent. No, it's not. But and she doesn't have one either. No, so it'll she be doesn't. Really, really interesting. <laughs> Pam, I love your question here too. What is the requirement for EAL? The basics of all requirements is that you have a love for people and a love for horses, and you really want to help people while working with horses. Absolutely. But we are more than happy. Where did you certify? We've got a portion that's online, and then we do the hands-on portion as well in various locations across North America and Australia and New Zealand. Pam, I'll send you some info, actually, because then I can just send you the whole thing in one, and then maybe we can chat if you'd like as well, because we're happy to have you, Pam. So, again, thank you so much, Emily. <laughs> Hope everyone <laughs> You're welcome. It's such a shame I couldn't hear you, but I'm happy we were able to make this work anyways. Maybe we'll do this again sometime when uh, my speaker works. I love it. Absolutely. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much. And everybody else, we will see you not next week, the week after with another fantastic speaker in the What's Right series. So stay tuned because that's going to be a goodie as well. Absolutely. Do we have to do a goodbye? Oh, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm still Carolyn. <laughs> I have not changed. And I'm the Director of Sales and Marketing as well as an Instructor and Facilitator for the Equine Connection. And I'm Carrie Fulmec, the Founder and Master Instructor for the Equine Connection, the Academy of Equine Assisted Learning. But you know, here is the thing. My thing is always, we're dying. Sometimes we forget that we don't know when our last breath is going to be. Even during COVID time, during chaos, when we don't understand what's going to happen to us or our world, it is never too late to ever put your dream into mm -hmm. action. Don't keep waiting for things to happen because it could be, again, we never know when our last breath is going to be. So live the life you are meant to live. Yep, it's hard. It's a lot of baby steps. But man alive, one of the most fulfilling things you can do for me, myself, and I is do what you're destined to be called to do. That's helping other people. And if it is with a horse, amazing. If it's not, it's still your destiny yes. to help someone else in this world know what it is that you provide in your gift because we're all gifted. Have an amazing day, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in today with us gals from Equine Connection on today's episode of Changing Lives with a Horse, of course. Next week, we're going to have tons more information and please join us then for more chatting on how these phenomenal creatures are really the best teachers around. We'll talk to you all then.